Understand, me never lived outside God's house. What? So Bella's so much to discover, and your sad face makes me discover angry feelings for you. Right. Become the very thing I hate, grasping succubus of a lover. Tried many of them off me, now I'm it. Your weekend. It was fine. I uh, made Greg watch seminal classic Saved. <laughs> I haven't seen Saved in forever. It was um, it's like routinely on like Tubi, I think, but I haven't watched it in forever. How was the rewatch? It was really good. We we rented it just because I was like, I want this, you know, like I wanna, I don't want to deal with it. That actually would have been a pretty interesting pairing with Easy A. That's how, why we did it. We how, were watching Easy A, and then we were like, hmm. So you gave them both the same rating, but between the two, which do you prefer? I think I gave Saved the Heart and not Easy A. Oh, so you did not give Easy A the heart. What was going on with that? I don't have nostalgia for it in the same way. Like, I like it, but it's to me, Saved is a three-and-a-half-star movie that is perfect, it is a perfect three and a half star movie. Easy A, really good. Liked it a lot. Does not have the oomph for me. <laughs> so yeah, you're correct. You did not give Easy A the heart. I was I was teaching in high schools, uh, finished my degree in this era, basically. And it's <laughs> it's kind of interesting seeing this I wouldn't describe Easy A as sentimental about anything and that's that i mean that's if you want to have a comedy like that i think that's you know that's your choice but it's a bit hard like so was high school especially in the 2010s yeah for sure for sure and it's so funny this movie does like continually reference 80s movies that do have the sentimentality but this one just basically refuses to yeah and I don't know. I, I mean, I think this movie is really funny. I think it's, I think Emma Stone in it. I was thinking like, if I watched this back then when I bought stock in Emma Stone, and probably yeah. I don't know. She would have been like, yeah. I think she's the the sentimentality in this. I would not have maybe foreseen like lead actress, but. I think I would have foresaw someone who had like a pretty interesting career, which it turns out she had. But what are some of your thoughts on Easy A? It's really, really fine. <laughs> I feel like that sounds like I don't like it, and that's not true. But it, to me, it holds up in a plot way. Yeah. I don't know if it holds up in a vibe way. Oh, yeah. Like, I think her performance really holds up. I think that her reasons really hold up. I think her her energy really holds up. I think all of the performances really hold up. I think uh, Stanley Tucci is a god amongst men. Absolutely. Is everything all right? Sounds like you're having sex in here, which I know can't be true due to the fact that you have a homosexual boyfriend. He's not my boyfriend. Hey, 
No judgment. All God's children. It's fine. I was gay once for a while. No big deal. We all do it. It's okay. Dad, can you shut the door, please? You all right, buddy? Yeah. <sighs> Give him hell. But it feels very 2010 in a way that a lot of other movies like the John Hughes movies that they keep referencing or even saved, like don't feel. Yeah. One of the biggest things I've taken away from this podcast doing with you is the question I asked myself is, can I tell if this woman was written by a man or not? And this one, you can definitely feel it in the beginning. They off the bat kind of say, you know, being a teenager is hard. You know, you have all these motions, but we're not going to explore that at all. And, like, they kind of prep you to let you know that, like, this isn't going to be that movie. And it definitely feels that way. I feel like this movie would have been at least, I don't know. I think it would have been at least kind of just maybe talking to the larger, like, the, the, the larger picture of what it means to be a young woman in high school. I think it would have been better, but I think because this movie is sort of focused on this one character, it kind of ignores everything else. Like, it doesn't really take into the community of how toxic high school is. That's kind of what the function of the movie, like the structure of it, but it doesn't really address it. And so at the end, when she, like, kind of puts her video out, everyone can literally just go about their business and no one else is affected except her and her, her new beau. Yeah. And even then, he's not really, like, he doesn't care. He he chooses not to be affected by it because he cares about her so much. Yeah. And, like, I also think it's really interesting because, like, there is no interiority of any of the mean girls. Yeah. The best friend just decides not to be your friend anymore. There's no anything. Yeah. She just becomes a slut shamer. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that like, that's it, yeah. And I don't want to say that it doesn't age great, but it doesn't feel like friendship at that point. Yeah. I think the frenemy dynamic between women, I think that has been explored better in kind of other projects. But also it's they're they're barely friends. All she does is talk about how much he doesn't like her at the beginning. And then (laughs) she starts the other girl starts rebelling against her hippie parents by being a prude. That's it. That's the extent of the joke. It's one joke. Yeah. And while I think the content of the film is good and fun, and I like that it's 90 minutes. Hilarious. You do notice that a little bit more. I'm surprised that it doesn't have a bit more depth to it. Like, the guy who wrote this, around the time he wrote it, he was in his early 30s. And the character Brandon is kind of based off of him. And so... You would think that the movie would have even just a swing at being kind of, let's just have like a scene where we just dump all the sentimentality into this one scene. And then if we want to make a joke about it, we can make a joke about it. But let's at least have the one scene. But we don't even truly get that. And I felt it was super strange that if we look at the narrative of the movie, the the movie's villain is the guidance counselor. But really, it's just high school and high school boys and so none of those none of those true villains are ever really addressed and so yeah i mean i think i do like that the villains are just high school boys 
Yeah. And and the comeuppance is that they all get outed for being shallow assholes. Yeah. Like I that's funny. It's objectively a good premise. And I do like that she's like willing to like not use her body but let everyone think she is to like protect other people's reputations. I think that's a very kind of believable dynamic almost. Yeah. It's definitely in the realm of sex work. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was a real kind of bold swing the movie took. Oh my god, the the Jeffrey Campbell Hills in this movie. Um, but uh, no, I don't think girls really wore those in high school. Maybe like a couple, but not like to the extent of what this movie is. But um, but no, I agree with you. I think all the performances are really great. Obviously, Stanley Tucci, I love. Like their whole family dynamic, I I truly love. You guys know that I was here all weekend, right? Yeah. Yes, you were upstairs. Yeah. You would testify to that? Yeah. I would take a bullet for you. You know that. That is comforting. That's how I am. That's how I roll. That's how I do, <laughs> they say. I like the pets. Thank you. They're Costco. You can have them when you get a little taller if you want. I'm never going to go through puberty. Of course you will, baby. But we're a family of late bloomers. I didn't until I was 14, nor did Olive. Why does that matter? I'm adopted. What? Oh my God! Who told you? Guys, we were gonna do this at the right time. Listen to me. Sometimes, even when a man and a woman love each other very much, like your mother and I used to, their insides just don't cooperate with each other. There's nothing about the people, like the performance that I dislike. It's just, I, I think I like the movie a little bit more than you, but at the same time, like, I think the faults are pretty glaring for it. But I think it's like, I mean, it was of a decade or a time, at least maybe the last time, where if you just wanted to have like a a fun movie that wasn't trying to like make any larger kind of points, it was just fun for what it was. Like, I think this is the last gasp of like when you can do that but have a theatrical release. But now, like Easy Gay, like this would definitely be like a direct to Netflix type movie, and then yeah. I I would probably never hear about it ever again. So Yeah, and and I think that is sad. And I think that's a lot of what I'm holding on to about it, right? Yeah. Like I just was watching it the whole time and be like, "Wow, remember like singles and doubles movies?" Like <laughs> It's it's not going to be a, a home run. I'm going to be a grand slam. It'll get you on base. It'll get you a run. Maybe. Yeah, it'll it'll make money. It'll sell DVDs. It's not going to win an Oscar. It's not going to be a franchise, but like... Yeah, it could be a good launching point for these young actors. It could give these veteran actors a bit more shine to the new generation. Yeah. We can. In the movie, I mean, the movie only cost $8 million and made $75 million at the box office. And who knows, like, how much DVD sales it actually raked in. So, like, yeah, you can have... If you have a movie that can only cost $8 million, but make 75 at the box office like that is a success like and we're just so far removed from that and that's kind of sad because this movie isn't that old like this movie is only uh not even 15 years old it's barely 14 yeah. years old so we gotta we gotta get back to that time and space man ah uh, the past <laughs> oh yes the past i should watch i should rewatch save though save is really funny yeah, real real good time was had by all. These are be saved. <laughs> yeah, man. 
We actually used to watch that movie in church. Really? Yeah, so I grew up Episcopalian, and at a certain point in our, like, it was not Sunday school. It was, like, the, whatever the slightly older version of that is. So, like, okay. you know, not, like, pre-confirmation class, but, like, older youth formation. Okay. A bunch of people were like, yeah, like, we're not like those other Christians, though. Like, <laughs> why? Yeah. And my my uh, youth pastor, her name was Audrey, uh, she used this movie to show us how things can be, people can be doing things for Christian reasons, but not Christianly. Okay. And that wound up becoming, like, a important thing for people to know, because we were all, you know, like, young and trying to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And we watched it immediately after watching Easy A. <laughs> what up, you mutant miscreants? It is I, Orokosaki, aka The Shredder, here to tell you about the Shredhead podcast, starring me, The Shredder, and my best friend, my main brain, the brains of the outfit I'm talking about, Krang. Krang is there. He's my producer. We have a podcast. It's utterly ridiculous. It's an insane premise. Uh, to top it all off, I I haven't even seen the Ninja Turtles in years, but we're primarily talking about hoops. Yes, the national, the national BA, the W national BA. Um, uh, oh damn it! I've run into the lyrics. I'm sorry, but just check out the Shredhead podcast. It's me. It's crying. It's crazy. I don't think you gave Poor Things a rating, did you? I did. Oh, so the moment of truth. That was four and a half. Okay, all right. But no heart, though, so no heart. But what are your thoughts on Poor Things? It's fine. <laughs> Nothing fine. <laughs> four and a half is a, a high mark just for a fine movie. I mean, it was well made and it was interesting, but I don't know that it's... Anything I have a large amount of desire to, like... On the one hand, I feel like it was so packed with detail that I missed everything. And that made it hard to watch at times. But then on the other hand, I was like, some of this I just find so off-putting that I have no desire to revisit it. Was it just the end with, uh, no. with the husband? No, it was, it was a lot of it, actually. The whole beginning of the film, I was deeply uncomfortable because it felt like I was complicit... In this man's fucking fetish play of like adult woman baby. And I get that that's set dressing. You know, it's important because it, it allows us to see where she starts. So we can see how she, she grows. It just motion tracking an adult woman's nipple who's also a toddler made me <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, I can see that. And not in a like the once she is mature and is like. A prostitute and is is living her life and doing the damn thing it doesn't bother me even when it's meant to be kind of framed as ruffalo taking advantage of her right when there is no reason for it except to acknowledge that she has breasts while being a child hmm. i it just something about it did not so, match for me and her performance meshed for me and her like narrative meshed for me 
but also like some of the shot choices and things like that. I don't get it. Okay. So you gave it a four and a half though. Yeah. I can think something is well constructed and interesting and tells an important story that needs to be told and also not agree with the vibe for better or for worse. I think this is a great piece of art. It doesn't mean I want it hanging in my home. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm thinking about the the Ruffalo piece that you're talking about. Well, not from him as a performance, but like the actual character when they left initially and then kind of had like this escapade after that. I uh, really liked his performance, by the way. I think he did a really spectacular job. And I especially appreciated his like willingness to look like a bad guy because he is playing the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. He is a villain in a movie, yes. I thought the performance was really funny. I especially liked when he was trying to make her dancing look normal. There is a lot to love in this movie, most of which I think is the performance. I even really do enjoy the script. I think a lot of it is good. I just, I don't know, maybe uh, uh, given how much sex is in this, I don't think I'm a, say saying I'm a prude. For being like, I just don't understand why we're so fixated in the, the specifically the opening bits about her bits, I guess. And so, I get that once we get to like the the masturbation and self discovery plot, I get that that makes sense. I understand that, but like something about it just doesn't connect for me. And I don't know if I was hoping for more, if having it be from a female perspective a little bit more would have helped but also it does make sense because she's surrounded by all these men like i i do understand okay i just don't think that i liked it hmm. that's so i think a lot of people have had a similar reaction to you and for me the reason i, I kind of had the question of from what you're saying about the movie and the versus the rating that you gave it, I've seen there where a lot of people aren't really separating the two. Like for the people who gave it low ratings, I think the things that you've kind of talked about in a little bit more, I think people are kind of scrutinizing it to give it lower star ratings than just that. And so the reason I was, I'm kind of shocked. I'm, I am kind of shocked is because the, the balance of the, people who really like it versus who dislike it, it kind of is reflective in their ratings. And for me, I mean, I, I think that the way her body is used in the movie, I think more so because of what you said, like the idea of like her, like truly doing like an exploration of herself and then how that like ultimately manifests in the movie. I enjoyed from the Once beginning. Once she starts having any agency in, in her body, it does not bother me. The scene where she is asleep and it is like holds on her nipple for a while. I'm like, why the fuck are we doing this? Uh, yeah. There's a difference in my opinion between it being her body and our body. If that makes sense. Yes. Yes. And so I think for the movie, the character Max, when he sees the nip, he covers the nip, but then two seconds later, she's undressed by the maid anyway. And so the yeah. audience is just kind of seeing her, her naked body. It's not anything sexual, but it's still her nude body. So, so no, I, I get where you're coming from, from that. And um, like, I think it's supposed to make her seem like a thing. 
You know, like they, they treat her like a no different than they treat the dead bodies, except when she is alive. Does that, you know, like when she's moving around and running around, she, she gets to be that. But like once she leaves, I like the movie. Okay. I mean, yeah, because she plays with the dead man's flaccid penis. Right, uh, but so, all, the, yeah. all the bodies are, are dead and disrobed and left yeah. out. Yeah. And that is what happens when the maid changes her. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, yeah. that's that's what it is. Given that we're supposed to believe God really does love her and that the maid does not but tolerates her and that Candles really loves her, right? Yeah. I don't get why it feels so voyeuristic at the beginning. Whereas all of the scenes where we're watching her have sex, it feels like we're equal partners in. Hmm. I think that's and an that interesting really, question. It really bothered me. I think it is probably a deliberate choice, but I don't think it's one that I agree with. And I get, again, that we need to see her without any agency to 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 have that, but, like, it feels voyeuristic in a way that everything else that she does that is sexual does not. And somehow that felt wrong. I didn't get that, but at the same time, like, I don't have the ego enough to say that what you feel is wrong because it absolutely is not wrong. I don't think you're wrong, honestly. I do it's think it's one interesting. Of those things that the more I sat with it, the more I was like, oh, the more I'm thinking about this, the worse I'm feeling about it. See, I, I did not have that experience. I guess just from the perspective of just a dude, maybe that is something that men can kind of walk away from, especially if they're crafting these stories in this kind of way and how there is a kind of a better way to sort of do things. Well, um, I, I think it's especially interesting because like the scenes where she goes out in those little shorts, right. Which I think is like a beautiful costume and like is something that like I would consider even like wearing to a comic con just so you understand how much I like the rest of the movie. Yeah. No one looks at her a second time, which they totally would if she went out in public like that. You know, they wouldn't necessarily make a comment on it, but there'd be a quick look over the shoulder. There doesn't need to be a whole scene about it. But everyone ignoring her felt, or not ignoring her, like looking at her and being like, wow, what a beauty. And not noticing that, like, she's basically in ye old underwear. Yeah. That felt like the opposite. Where it's like, yeah. okay, do people have modesty in this world or not? <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think them leaving London... I think it is having that kind of juxtaposition. And then when they're on the the boat with Gerard Carmichael and he's effectively a cynic and a nihilist, I think that they're trying to have like another pivot to that also. And so I think the differences between all the places that she visits, there's a lot of intentionality behind that. And I think when we get in the, in the end back to London and then when she gets back to the with her old husband, I think that is supposed to be kind of like the full circle moment of you kind of explored yourself and you explore the world and you kind of have these different ideas about things. And so where do you want to go from here? And I think for the most part, the movie was pretty successful in that regard. Once the movie starts to take her seriously, because it, it, it really feels like even when it's like about her, like being a, a infant, there's like a moment where they're like, oh, she's a character now. She's not a joke anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I guess once that part started, I liked it. 
I think one one of the criticisms of the movie about that particular point when she is still an infant, some people kind of criticize the movie for her performance is kind of like what we used to do when people would like perform special needs characters and roles and stuff. And I didn't come across that giving that, but I think the portrayal of it where she is very inept, she can't really communicate. She doesn't really have any control over anything. I wouldn't describe it as like a stupor, but she's basically this, this person who is just highly unusual in that kind of respect. And I think people criticize that piece of it. And so I don't know, maybe that's something that you're kind of responding to. I didn't feel that it was necessarily performing special needs. It truly just has to do with the directing style. Okay. Do like, you like your do you like him as a director? I don't think I've ever seen anything else he's made. People really like him and it's so funny. This is the first movie of his that I actually like. I've seen the favorite. I thought it was like okay. I saw Killing Sacred Deer. I thought it was like not good but i saw like when it came out in 2017 so i was going through a lot in 2017 um i didn't really like the lobster either so i think i probably need to actually revisit his old his old work but and i thought this universe that he crafted i thought it was pretty good but no i think the beginning i mean maybe that's how all movies kind of function well not all movies but the idea that you have to start kind of somewhere maybe his beginning was a bit rough but once he took off and like got on the real journey, then that's when the movie really works. And actually, I I actually agree with you in that respect. Like, once we leave London, I think for me, like the <laughs> the, the I think the plot liftoff started when she like first masturbated, <laughs> and then everything after that, especially when we leave London, and then she like is fully functioning and growing into her womanhood. I think that one is when a movie like really cooks, but the mm-hmm. beginning, the beginning feels like an odyssey. Well, it feels odd. It's like, what am I supposed to feel about this person? Now, what do I feel about the actual God character? Because, you know, he says that he saved, he, he let the woman die because she wanted to die, but then he reanimated her body with an infant's brain. And so, what do I feel about him? What do I feel about Max, who's just kind of around? Now, what do I feel about Duncan coming in the frame? And so I think the beginning, that first like 10 or so minutes to where everything's in black and white, you're not really sure what to feel about anything. And that can definitely be odd. And so I think what you're feeling is, is well, I always think your feelings are valid, Catherine. Um, but I I understand where you're coming from. Like I, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like like I said, I really really like it. I don't know that I'd hang it in my house. Knowing your thoughts on the Oscars and how you did when I put the deleted scenes episode out, and how you did get correct, Margot and Greta, and I getting the nom. What do you think about Emma Stone's chances as far as like actually winning Best Actress? I feel like it's got to be her, right? This is so gift-wrapped for the Academy. Maybe. Maybe. You never finished Killers of the Flower Moon, right? No. <laughs> so, so a lot of 
a lot of internet chatter is really trying to give a lot of energy to Lily Gladstone. I mean, I think she should get it just based on what I've heard, just based on the fact that she is a the first Native woman to ever be nominated. Um, and so <laughs> that, and I also I, think that that's why she's not going to get it. I think that is the conundrum that we're going to face in March because you're right. Like the moment I first saw this, when I first saw Poor Things, I was like, this is my favorite performance of the year. And I think that it is kind of a layup, especially for her winning for La La Land, which, I mean, that movie, we don't like it, but that movie was gift wrapped for the Oscars voting body. And I think I mean, think, we don't like it, by the way, unless something's changed. Hold on. Did I not say we? I thought I said we. I thought you said you. And I was like, oh, no, we. Yes. Correct. Um, <laughs> yes. We both do not like La La Land. Yes. And I think if Lily would have just run and supporting actress, it would be like a layup between the both of them just winning both of those respective awards. But. I think more people have seen Killers of Flower Moon than Poor Things. And I think that just the goodwill that she's kind of earning for herself, I think Lily is going to win. I think historically what her win means, I think that similar to last year, I think that it's important to recognize these diverse women. However, comma, I don't know for Lily, it's just the performance itself is enough to be like she was the best actress of 2023 when I think Emma Stone's performance is the best of 2023. So I I hope I didn't come off as if you should like feel bad about your opinions for poor things. I was just kind of surprised and shocked a little bit, but no, I think, I think your opinions, especially for the beginning piece of it, I totally see where you're coming from, from it. And so, I hope it didn't come across as if I thought what you were saying was like incorrect or invalid or anything, but no, I I didn't feel that way. I think you were trying to clarify because that's important. And especially because I very rarely am like, I think this movie is excellent, but also I did not like it. Yeah, you actually yeah, I don't think I, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I've seen you actually do that before. It's really just like the first twenty minutes. I wish it was just a little less that. I get that that's important. I think it matters so we can see how much she's grown. Yeah. But like I said, it feels very... My fetish is adult women that act like babies. <laughs> that's not what you want. <laughs> that is not what you want. So, so yeah. And like yeah. for Ruffalo, right? The way Ruffalo comes in and is like, I do love adult women who act like babies. Ha ha! Like... <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm in. Yeah. But he's the first one who, like, acknowledges what the movie is doing. Yeah. And that's where I buy into it. He is the only person who seems to realize what's happening in a way that he can take advantage of, which obviously is gross and bad. But, like, he's like, oh, like this adult woman who is a baby. <laughs> yeah. This seems like an easy sell to have sex with. And so when he buys into it and is pervy about it, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. We're acknowledging it. Great, 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 great. Now that we know what's happening, that's awesome, awesome. I mean, it's gross, but, like, thank you for acknowledging it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so once he comes in just as a character, right, 
and, and I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. I, I love him. I, I love candles, but I want to go. I'm like, yep, okay, we're here. It's just the lead up to that is just a little icky. Yeah, I dig. I dig. And like, I'm probably going to buy it on Blu-ray. I'll be honest. I'm probably going to have this movie on in the background a lot because it's such a pretty movie and it's so nice to like look at. But it does make me laugh because my dad's like, oh, that's the one with the, the zombie girl and a lot of sex, right? She smokes. And I was like, is that the reputation? Like that is that is the reputation. That is absolutely reputation. But I think the movie is way more than that. I love the I love the language of this film. Like I love the way they communicate in this film. It just tickles me. These two are fighting and ideas are banging around in Bella's head and heart like lights in a storm. Oh. You're always reading now, Bella. You're losing some of your adorable way of speaking. I'm a changingable feast, as are all of we. Apparently, according to Emerson, disagreed with by Harry. Come, come, just come. You were in my son. What? I would also like to state for the record that I think Willem Dafoe gives a really, really great performance, and I'm surprised he isn't nominated for more. I just think it was just a glut. This year, I had the unfortunate blessing of too many people were worthy. And I think he was like, of the five, he was probably like six or seven. Yeah. The credits of the movie is just the shots of the interiors and like random set decoration and like set construction like there's i don't know if you stay for it all but like (laughs) there like there's some interesting like designs in the in the entire movie and yeah i think it i think it works really well i was very happy with it we'll talk about physical media that may be a one for me worth purchasing also because like you said like if your dad thinks it's a zombie sex movie is this really going to be something available and streaming regularly in five years from now? If like, it wins the Oscar, I think we have a better chance. Yeah, but will it? Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. But also, I, I'm at the point now where it's like, is anything? I mean, yeah. Like, you know, I don't. I don't think anything is. Yeah. And that tells me a lot. You know. Yeah. Streaming made everything convenient, but the convenience... Until it isn't. Yeah, and so, like, this need for this... Streaming wasn't even a real need. People were cutting, like, cable or whatever, like... And the Netflix of it all, I guess, but... I don't know. They, They really... Hollywood really fucked up by like not having the the revenue from physical media to kind of lean back on as well as ticket sales and so yeah this... I'm sure I have a feeling this one is gonna go Criterion I can see it being Criterion he like, has probably probably more than some of his other ones and I don't mean you know because it's more or less deserving I just mean more people are looking at it I think the lobster was Criterion and, I think you might be right. And I think maybe a couple other ones are Criterion too. But yeah, I would definitely buy the Criterion for this. Yeah, most people would. Yeah. 
If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a review, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow Kat at Ketchinetti on X, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Follow Marcus at Show and Mad Love, S-H-O-W-I-N-M-A-D-L-O-V on X and Letterboxd. Follow the show at Kat and Mark on X. This podcast is executive produced by Kellen Conley and Eric Greenlee. Thanks for listening. We should do this again sometime. This is is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained? Narrowed it down to the other Bolin girl or the bucket list. Huge hit. Why can't we watch a movie for kids? You always get to pick. Because the family member of the week gets to pick the movie. Harry, you get family member of the week every week. And there's a reason for that. Yeah, you pick family member of the week. Are you accusing me of nepotism? Okay, it's the bucket list. This is it. This is the greatest decision. I'm so happy with this decision. That's what it's going to be. All right, now honey, after we watch the bucket list, remember to cross watch the bucket list off our bucket list. Guys, I just want you to know that if you hear around town that I have chlamydia, that is totally false. Olive, do we need to have the talk again? No, it's just a thing that's going around. You know, nothing you're saying is making me feel any better. Not to mention how you've been dressing the last few days. No judgment, but you kind of look like a stripper. Mom! A high-end stripper. For governors or athletes, but stripper nonetheless. Oh my god, I'm just trying to mix it up a little. And I have no STDs, I promise you. That's great. Daughter of the year. I'm just saying, if you hear anything to the contrary, just come up with some funny retort and walk away. Honey, you're kind of starting to worry us a little. Should we be kind of worried a little? I don't think so. Sure? Yeah. Yeah, I got it all under control. Okay. Okay. Then let's bucket list this bitch. The bucket list! The bucket list!